Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Triple B Nation Presents Bacon Bits, where we promote positivity, empowering self-image, and the three B's everyone needs in their lives. Babes. Bacon. Booze. We got a special guest here today. Yes, yes we, do. we do. Very special guest. We well, have uh, Andy Hurley from Fall Out Boy here today. Thank you so much for coming and yeah, being on the podcast. How Thanks incredible. for having me. What's yeah. that? How incredible. How, like, we're, we're baffled right now that you actually showed up <laughs> yeah. and did this. So you literally got off a plane, drove from Chicago, and yeah. showed up here to do the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. It's true. That's no, pretty it's... awesome. Wow. So yeah, um, I guess starting off, you're from Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, aren't you? Yep, I was born at what? It, what was it called then? Community Memorial. Still, yeah, I think still it still is. is. Yep, still yeah. is. Isn't it freighted or something? Um, I don't know. Whatever. I was born there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so freighted owns Community Memorial. It's yeah. still called Community Memorial. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, cool. Um, how in the heck did you go from growing up in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin to playing in one of the biggest rock bands on the planet? Like, this is insane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. That's just happened. Answer. No, I mean, you know, I grew up being into like punk rock and hardcore. Sure. And this sounds weird to me. Um, I met Pete at hardcore shows in Milwaukee. He's the, the rest of the band's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So... I'd go to shows in Chicago or he'd come up to Milwaukee at the rave bar or whatever. Sure. And we met there. We were friends since, I don't know, we were 16 or something. Wow. And then we did like hardcore bands together. And then eventually I think we kind of got tired of, you know, how serious hardcore was, wanted to do something for fun, like pop punk. Yeah. And that's how it started. Something that's... And I mean, you know, it didn't start where it is. It started... Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, like, what was your first song that you guys had that you were like, "Well, this is shit," but we're gonna roll. Well, with actually, it. <laughs> that's not true. I feel like everything leading up to that was shit. Okay, okay. But, and I wasn't in the band to begin with. I was in another band that did a split with them. Okay. C- because I was in like three other bands going to college full time at that time, and then they needed a drummer for a tour, so I did that. Uh, the Sean O'Keefe who produced Take This to Grave. Yes. They I were met doing him a demos for it. Yeah. They were doing demos for it. And he was like, the, the drummer they had at the time wasn't the best. And Sean <laughs> O'Keefe was like, I'm not recording with him. You should get Andy to do it. That's a good producer right there. And so they got me in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, this is awesome. I mean, you know, as soon as I heard Patrick's voice and like the songs he was writing, it was like, this is good. This is good. You got yeah. something yeah. there. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I met uh, Sean at some Grammy networking events and stuff. Oh, cool. So I'm a member of the Grammys and vote nice. for him. So so if you guys are up for one, you got my vote. Yeah, thank so, you. I'm a member <laughs> of the Grammys over here. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone out there, this is Wish.com. Yeah. Rockstar. Yeah, and this is hashtag Rockstar. The real Rockstar, the real rockstar. over here. So, so yeah, Pete, you want to take the next one? <laughs> What was the name of your first band? Uh, Global Scam. All right. <laughs> yeah. 
Was that in Menominee Falls, uh, hardcore? Uh, yeah, it was kind of more punk. Okay. Than hardcore. It was kind of, you know, like your first band that's like every genre. Yeah. Like you have a ska <laughs> song and then you have like a metal song. The The guitarist was like a death metal dude. And I grew up, <laughs> I grew up with like the big four into death metal yeah. and then into punk, into hardcore and then into pop punk. Sure. So <laughs> like, I, I don't really listen to like the music, like any, any bands in our genre. I listen to like death metal or Metallica or Slayer, whatever. <laughs> nice. Exclusively. Right. I mean, I will. I like, like my cam. I love They're a great band. Yeah. Write great songs, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I, so it was all over the place. The <laughs> nice. singer loved fear. That was his favorite band. Okay. So that's who he wanted to be. Like everyone wanted to be something else. I was super into sick of it all at the time. I wanted to be that. You were saying that the first band you had like a ska song, you had a, a punk song, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I had the same kind of thing. My band name was called Big Cat Malt. Nice. It was, <laughs> it, our logo was a cat sitting in a malt. And that was it. Like, you know, yeah, but, that's all it's got to be, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, all right, Scott, you want to take the next one? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm trying not oh, to. Oh, don't do it. Feet. I'm trying not to. Don't do it. Cats. What? You got a joke? No, I got no jokes. No, I got no jokes. <laughs> very creative. Very creative. Um, all right. So, what? At what point was your first holy shit moment uh, that you realized uh, your dream of becoming a drummer in a huge band was reality and like this is actually happening? I mean, I think there's a lot of those moments. I think just joining the band and hearing Patrick's voice, like I said, yeah, was like, you know, regardless of what happens, this is the best band I've ever been in. Sure. Yeah. Then recording with Sean O'Keefe and hearing the first three demos that became Take This to Your Grave, you know, just hearing how advanced those songs were from any other band I've done. Sure. was mm-hmm. a holy shit moment. Yeah. Signing the deal with Feel by Ramen, which was like a, you know, right of first refusal deal with Island. So they had the right... If if the record did well, to you know, we move up to Island. Sure. Like signing that was that moment. Yeah. Wow. Like that, there's just all these moments right. scattered throughout. Yeah. Playing the Metro <laughs> for the first time. Playing the Rave for the yeah. first time. Playing Eagles Ballroom after that. <laughs> you, playing Summerfest. Like all these things sure. were like. Did you guys just go back to the Metro and play yeah, there? Yeah. Wasn't how cool was that? It was one of the best shows ever. <laughs> It was awesome. Yeah, you guys could pack like a 50,000 capacity venue and you go to the Metro, which holds how many? Uh, I don't know. Like, not 50,000. Yeah. 1,000, <laughs> 2,000? I don't know. Yeah, that's how cool is that? Like, and uh, it's very cool you guys would do something like that too and uh, just kind of like go back to the roots in yeah, for sure. Chicago area. It's fun. Awesome. Next, Adam. <laughs> Come to that. Just rapid fire the questions. Yeah, just give him give a second to breathe. <laughs> I honestly don't remember where we are, so I'm going to go with, <laughs> because you're from Wisconsin. There you go. That's right? a good one for yeah, you. You're from Wisconsin. Yep. Um, I think it's safe to assume you're a huge Packer fan. Yep. If not, there are other issues we need to talk about. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on the whole Aaron Rodgers drama that's, that unfolded over the last several months? Several years. Uh, yes. Plus yeah, yeah. years. Yes. I mean... I don't know. I, I'm happy it's over. I have a lot of feelings. I love Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's kind of a... I wish he would have stopped talking near the end, but I also watched... <laughs> yep. I watched all the Pat McAfee's, and I really love the dude, and I think he's such a weirdo, and 
you know, I, I think he thinks he's smarter than he, he thinks he's a genius, you know? <laughs> so he talks at everything like he's the smartest guy in the world. Yep. But, do, do, but, okay, I got to say this. Someone that exactly describes what you were just talking about that I've met, Don Dockin. That's no, where he's nice. just like, yeah, yeah. he's like talking all these big words and like, yep, yep. Big, you know, conspiracies and like, you know, ideas and all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, yeah, I don't know, man. Chill. <laughs> but it's, it's entertaining. But I mean, you know, especially watching Pat McAfee for like his understanding of the game, he is a genius. He's, yeah. He's definitely, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in that regard. Sure. Because no when he explains what he, what he saw, you know, during his first game as a starter he, he can recall his recall is insane like mm-hmm. yeah. remembering a route that he can go back to whatever um long way to say I, I really love the guy and what he's done for the team just like i still love brett Favre, even though you know obviously sure. that's right yeah he went down the same path no, we, exactly <laughs> yeah. with him yeah we yeah. don't remember that we just love brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> love brett Favre. but you know i think our best chance to win was probably with him, but I don't think we were going to get to a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl with him. So why not start now? Yeah, to to rebuild and, and that, see what we have in Jordan Love, or if we have to move on. That's exactly what we did from Favre to Rogers. Yeah. Yep. yep. So here we go, round right. three. Yeah, round know. three. <laughs> oh, you know, uh, uh, third MVP of, or wait, third, I don't know, math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then who's your favorite Packer in history? Yeah. Um, pick just one. I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. Why, Jordy? There you go. That's a good right. choice. Good choice. Very happy guy. Very yeah, loving. Good guy. Gracious. You know. You didn't expect him to be as good as he was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He was a farm boy from Texas or yeah, something. Yeah. South. Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, Midwest. Or he went to cool. Iowa at least. I think. Yeah. He's no Chris Jackie. <laughs> I just, he, I just know. he went to Kansas State. Yeah, I just remember seeing him on a farm. That's all. In like some story about Jordan. Jordy Nelson, so or Reggie White, because he said oh, yeah, he go, said yeah. some hilarious shit in his life. So, <laughs> he I died from sleep apnea. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. that's not funny, but no, that's get, sad. if you have sleep apnea, get it treated. Yes, do it. Or right. Gilbert Brown. I just went by <laughs> what across the street from Menominee Falls High School, what used to be Burger King, and I just remember the Gilbert Brown burger. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, <laughs> I was thinking about that. I had goosebumps driving here. Really? Just remembering, like, on 45, I didn't remember anything. And, sure. And it's nighttime, so I didn't really recognize anything, but everything looks different, and there's construction, as there always is. Yep. But right. once Wisconsin I got on way. Appleton, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. This happened here. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Burger King, I think, uh, was, now it's, what, B-52s or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, it's been that for a while, but yeah. I yeah. remember when it was Burger King. When's the last time you were in town? Uh, over New Year's, I think. Oh, okay. So not that far. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got family, I'm sure. Or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, welcome back to Nominee Falls, Wisconsin, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Centuries just hit 1 billion streams at the end of May. That is an incredible feat. Like for any, like the, now you're competing with the Beatles, Michael Jacks, all these people. Like, how does that feel like to be like one of the, literally the biggest rock bands in the world? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't see it that way. I guess it's really cool, obviously, but a billion. I don't know. How do you, it, you can't really comprehend it. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a thing. That, yeah. It's just there. And okay. Wow. You know. Wow. But it's, it's unbelievable. 
You like, know? are you surprised that like Sugar Were Going Down or Dance Dance wasn't like the first to yeah, reach that? That's weird. Yeah. I feel like the new era is somehow bigger. Okay. You know, like a lot of kids love Save Rock and Roll or those records more than maybe the other ones, like newer kids. So they're bigger now. Sure. I, I don't know though. I, I don't. <laughs> I, you know what? I will say this because I do song licensing with yep. with bands and stuff, but I've had music with WWE wrestling and all this stuff. Um, I do. Re- I recognize Centuries as one of those songs that's been on many, many different platforms for television and film. Yeah. You know, so maybe that helps. I think maybe Save Rock and Roll Era on was a bigger like sports yeah. arena rock sound. Okay. Sure. So, you know, we got a lot of play f- for sports stuff, and I think that's a huge cultural res- resonance. Yeah. And sports licensing pays good money, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I guess. I don't yeah. know. So. <laughs> I, re- I really don't know that stuff. I just... Just play just the drums. Up, yeah. Just play the drums, collect the check, call it a yeah. day. This guy like, is so humble. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, wow. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so, uh, all right, Pete, you want to take the next one here? <clears throat> involved. Yeah, right you there. are involved with more bands than just Fallout Boy. What other bands are you in, and what is new and exciting with them? Uh, just recorded a record with a hardcore band I'm in with some friends called Sect. Like metallic HM2 style hardcore, like an entombed sound, but more, you know, faster and hardcore. Um, heavy. So, it's heavy. Heavy. <laughs> yeah. So I just recorded for that. That will hopefully be out later this year. They're all like finishing up. Um, that's really it. That's active now. Like sure. the damn things is probably dead at this point, unfortunately. Sad face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I feel really <clears throat> bummed because, yeah. you know, we did that song. And yeah. Yeah. There was a new damn thing. The pandemic happened and yeah. It, yeah. It suffered. That's that's how we uh, first met in person. Was yep. uh, well, actually, I I hit you up because I was like, hey, it was like I'm in the high school hall of fame now, and you are, and like I just wanted you to know if you're ever in town, there's a recording studio at the old Timber Lodge, which I'm I'm, I'm sure you've had friends or if yourself get your hair cut here back yeah, yeah. Yep. growing up. Yeah, my mom and, used to uh, get her hair cut here. Yeah, 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 exactly. Everybody has that story in this town, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh. But yeah, you came to visit, and then a couple weeks before, or so you were like, "Hey, can I track a song? Give a live room?" And I was like, "I literally just built a live room <laughs> for drums," and um, and like, heck yeah! So we tracked the song, and the song didn't get finished because pandemic, like you said, and some other stuff. Yeah. So, but in the future, if you ever need anything, I'm here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll let you know. Be happy to do it. Me? Yep. Yeah, I was right. waiting on you. I was waiting to see if he was saying oh, anything. See, see if he's going to fluff himself up a little yeah. more? Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to go beat the high fame school Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> he's the Wish.com, remember? There's three right. of us. <laughs> Wish.com, guys. Come on. Um, first album you ever purchased? Uh, Metallica Ride the Lightning. Really? Nice. Sam Goody nice. on vinyl. Nice. Uh, it had to have been 1984 or 1985. Wow. Yep. I'm sorry. He said Sam Goody. Like, that's... Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I went with. I got that and Van Halen, one, the first one. Uh, I went with my sister, who is. 
she was there to buy records, but I was like, this looks cool and this looks cool. <laughs> so so that based on it. the cover art or the art yeah, cover, yeah. whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, the cover, cover art. Cover yeah, cover yeah, art. Yeah, I said it right. I don't know. So based on that is why you bought yeah, it, yeah. not because you like the music. I mean, I was four or five, so oh, I had okay. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I like lucky. But it changed Let's my life. So. Yeah, I like <laughs> I, what about you guys? I, this is a good question for everybody. What's the first record you guys have ever bought in, Adam? Uh, well, the first, I don't know the first one I bought, but the first one I ever got was the uh, Free Willy soundtrack. What? <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was, oh, no, I was 28 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was three years ago. No. Um, <laughs> my parents bought me a, like a CD player and they brought me, well, actually they bought me the Free Willy soundtrack and the Emperor Strikes Back, like Star Wars. So I would sit, do my homework at my desk in my room and play Free Willy. You know, like, <laughs> Two Kids on the Block was on there, uh, Scissors oh, with Voices, man. Three Yelled. I don't know why I still remember all this shit, but fuck all you. What were the two? <laughs> what were the two? It's an again? record. It was. What? The two? The two that you got was Free Willy. Free Willy. And? The Emperor. Em- Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. What did okay. I say? Yeah. I said the I, Emperor, I, I, didn't I? felt his yeah, cringe. I, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. But yeah, so I would oh. sit there, do homework, and listen to like either the Darth Vader Death March, whatever it's called, or... Yeah. Why, why or, you doing math? Well, Imperial yeah. March, yeah. 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 The Imperial March. Yeah, where, where Dumbledore came and <laughs> fought Dumbledore. Spock. You can't do that. Frodo's all the, like, may the force be with you. Oh yeah, I right, Scott, what about you? What's the first record you bought? I think it was uh, MC Hammer. Nice. MC Hammer. And it was on cassette. I feel a little bit better about myself now. Yeah. <laughs> well, MC- <laughs> Hammer was huge when yeah. 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 Free Willy's a whale. Eat me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was MC Hammer though. Okay. I can't I don't know what the album was called, but the one with, with the big pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't touch us or can't yeah. touch us. The name of the record? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the name of it was, but yeah, I can't touch yep. Yeah. What about you, Pete? ACDC back in black. Good first record. Nice. 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 How old were you when I you got that? I thought you were going to say Ace of Base. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, I saw that. <laughs> I think I was in sixth grade. My mom was pissed. Really? She's like, I don't want you listening to that devil music. Aww. It's not. And now it's like, whatever. <laughs> Is the movie uh, The Waterboy based on your childhood? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, well, the first tape i ever bought was green day dookie mm. and the first cd i ever bought was at the best buy tent at Summerfest, and it was load by metallica nice. and it wasn't the best first metallica record to, to buy but i literally bought every single one leading up to yeah. load after that and i just just like well they were way better then you know and then they kind of <laughs> got a little bit more uh, called commercial i suppose you know less thrash and whatever and um, but I remember Green Day Dookie, and then I bought Kerplunk. Um, the tape, my dog ate Kerplunk. My dog literally ate the tape. And uh, but yeah, Green Day was a a really huge influence for me growing up. Yeah, me and, too. Um, uh, but, <laughs> Green Day was a big influence for you growing up. You were literally on tour <laughs> yeah. with them for the Hell Omega tour, yeah. and uh, we were there. I was there. We were front row <laughs> for that show. In I Milwaukee. was standing there. That's awesome. I was wearing this hat. Yeah, do you, do you oh yeah, that's them? right. And we we met up with uh with uh some guys that, that are here, Gina and Paul. We met them at the Hell Mega Tour too. We're gonna nice. hear from them in a little bit. Um, yeah, that was 
uh, like, well, f- first off, it was my first time seeing Green Day and Fall Out Boy. I was shitting a brick the whole day, and we were like front row. <laughs> yeah. So like, like my. 15 year old 13 year old self came to life we were in the mosh pit we were doing all the fun stuff it was great it was awesome so Bod- bodies kept coming over me and it's just great <laughs> how, how does that feel the tour with green day after they were like inspiring you growing up like it was wild i mean we had we inducted them into the rock and roll hall of fame really and they were i mean we had crossed paths a number a number of times and they've always been super nice and super helpful and giving advice and whatever um and then we did that and then I think Weezer, Green Day and us are all managed by Crush, which is how the tour came about. Sure. Um yeah, Weezer, know, another suppose, great band. kind of inspired by Monsters of Rock. Okay. Back in the nineties or whatever. And yeah, it was it was wild. I remember the first show was at Roxy or some club in LA and it was surreal. Wow. You know. Wow. But then the first show of the tour, after the show, you know, everyone was backstage, like, cheersing each other and, like, it's going to be a great tour. And I sat with Trey for, like, an hour just talking <laughs> drums. And it was... It was like, surreal. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah. like, I, I don't, like, when you guys are on tour, do you, like, you hang out on a regular basis or is it like... With just, the other bands? Yeah. You just, no, not at all. They just cross paths. Yeah, or, everyone does their own thing. I oh. mean, now at this age and we've been doing it so long. Sure. Everyone else has kids and families and, you know, we all have our partners and, and this and that. You just get by, I guess. Yeah. Kind of have your routine so you don't lose your mind. Sure. But I mean, yeah, once in a while, the band usually goes and sees movies when they come out. Okay. That everyone wants to see. Like, we do things. Okay. But we're not, like, hanging out every day. Yeah. I mean, like, the band itself, when we're backstage, we're in a room. Like, I'll be playing video games. Patrick <laughs> will probably be playing games or <laughs> writing sound, stuff for Spidey okay. soundtrack. Okay. Um, like, we all do, like, you know, weird things. Yeah. And we're kind of just together without really... Being together, yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> so you, you just, you're not hanging out, but you're hanging. But out. we're friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got a question. Do you remember playing video games as a kid with Matt Ludke? Matt Lucky? Yes, that's how I know him. Yeah, I, I work with him. Nice. He told me to say hi. Nice. Say <laughs> say hello to him. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember, I don't remember a specific instance, but I I remember him. Yeah. So yeah, that was his big story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, where we leave off here? Uh, yeah, Hell Omega. Uh, what, what's your favorite album that isn't Fall Out Boy? Uh, Injustice for All is my favorite album of all time. The one without the bass? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the bass. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. a great album. It is, like it is a great album. I actually um, have that. Do I have, I think I have that on vinyl. I started nice. doing vinyl a few years ago. Yeah. Just sounds different yeah, it does, and it does. rich. Yeah. Scott, you want to take the next one? Who is your biggest influencer as a drummer? Uh, Lars, of course, okay. and Dave okay. Lombardo from Slayer. I actually okay. just switched to Tama. I was DW for a long time, 10 really? years, almost six years. Um, and I don't know. I just was went down a rabbit hole watching like 88 to 92 Metallica and that white grand star Tama kit that yeah. Lars had mm-hmm. double with kick. like the black heads and yeah, double kick. And I, 
something just like snapped in my brain and I couldn't stop thinking about like, I want to play Tama. Like I, you know, wanting a connection to like, you know, my favorite bands are the big four and they all played or still play Tama. Sure. At, at some point, Nick Menza from Megadeth played Tama during Countdown to Extinction Era. Um, and then the rest, Lombardo, Charlie Bonate, Lars have played Tama their whole careers. So, so I just thought about it for a while because I love DW, like they're great drums, but yeah. I just couldn't get it out of my head. And I spent like a month and a half, like, should I do this? Then I hit up a friend who plays Tom and I was like, can you get me in touch with someone? Oh no. And then I did it. Oh. Cause it just seems like, it, I mean, it's such a headache. Yeah. Like switching, you know, we have three kits that sure. tour the world. So we have A and B, which are usually in America. And when we're doing a big tour and, and we have dates that are really close with far drives, we'll usually send B kit. Okay. And I think your hella mega question will be answered by yes. B kit. Okay. But then we have C kit, which will go to, Europe or Japan and live there or, or like, cause we do it by boat. Cause it's, you know, s shipping it by air is thousands and thousands of dollars. Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, so sure. we ship it. It takes months. You probably have a huge road case for it. That's yeah. just like monstrous. So like yeah. switching all of that out is a lot. Yeah. But I, I was like, I got to do it. And then after that happened, I, I kind of was having the thought of switching from Sabian to Zildjian as well. But I did that, and then my drum tech was like, you got to switch to Zildjian now. And I was like, all right. Oh. But that was pretty easy because I play Vic Firth, which is owned by Zildjian. Okay. But again, Lars plays Zildjian, so. Yep. One thing I love about Tomikits is like they have the big, full sound, yeah. you know? And um, that's something, well, even Pearl Kits I like about that too. I like but, Pearls, yeah. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, big toms, big sound, real deep, yep. real real good yeah um the dw stuff it's well crafted looks great Sorry. um but it's just uh i i miss that big giant fucking doosh, doosh, yeah. you know so it's Tama. Yeah, hats off to you join Thank the you. Tama crew <laughs> <laughs> so if you like lars did you like playing tennis before you uh did drums who's asking this oh <laughs> <laughs> Production. it's coming from oh, like, this is a ghost. uh no no pizza okay. tennis guy though yeah, we actually met Lars at a I don't know some fundraiser charity thing years and years ago, and uh, Lars was there and he just and I was with Pete and he just kind of like cornered us. Was this your first time meeting Lars? Yeah. And really? he was just giving us amazing advice, like <laughs> you know, Pete. I know you have kids. Like, here's how we tour. Like, we do a weekend here and then have the weekend. Like, just like th this whole spiel that he came to us and he was wow. the nicest guy That's ever. That's cool. And by the way, he was. We have to admit now that he was right about Napster. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. was right. Like the internet, social media, AI, all of this stuff is ruining everyone's life. Yeah. Yep. And he I'll he knew he saw it coming, and he knew it was a mistake. Yeah. So, well, Naps, Napster was literally you could download music onto your phone for free, and that was the big issue that he had with it. Yeah. And um, that's an issue because for sure. it, yeah. if you if you're owning someone else's song, you need to pay for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're and then the streaming came along, Napster turned into streaming. But first. I mean, yeah. He the the extent that he went after it, you feel like he knew something was coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's intelligence, I guess. If yeah. you, you know, so. All right, Adam, you want to ask the next one here? Yeah, again, I lost my spot, but I'll... Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters? Okay. Are you a Ghostbusters fan? And yes. how... Sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. How did you go about remaking the theme for the 2016 movie? Um, That's more of a Patrick question. He okay. kind of 
spearheaded that. I mean, he kind of did the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I even recorded anything for it or if he did. Oh. I don't know. So it was um, one of those things while backstage at a show, he was working on that. Yeah, probably got it. <laughs> but he, he is a huge Ghostbusters fan. So that, that was big for him. Does he have a proton pack? <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you think of the new movie? Uh, I haven't seen it. What? So I'm not a, I don't see movies much anymore. Oh, okay. I don't see too I'm many out of the culture either. in terms of movies and shows. I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. the new Mandalorian season. I don't really care. I love Star Wars, but I'm just, okay. I'm so over Marvel and Star Wars and everything. Now it all sucks. And, and it just goes in the same boat as Napster and social media and all this stuff. It's just recycle. It's an algorithm writing all this stuff. It's yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. I still like it. <laughs> yeah. And we'll eventually see it all when I'm bored on tour and like it. And I'm just, have fun I'm just with saying it. the new. I'm not trying to be cranky, movie. but no, no, no. <laughs> I think you're more realistic. In reality, than, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you just had a long flight. You drove straight yeah. here to do a podcast for a bunch of jabronis, and like, hey, <laughs> rest in peace, Iron <laughs> Sheik. <clears throat> Are you yeah, on social media? Uh, I mean, I have accounts, and I check, you know, maybe once a day for five minutes. I just look through and see. How many messages a relevant. day do you get? Not, not a lot, actually. Really? Because I don't post much, so I think people. Don't sure. think I'm there to engage with anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of engage, oh, you, you recently engaged. Yeah. you recently got engaged. Yeah. Congratulations! And, uh, congratulations! Nice, nice. A round of applause for the engagement. Any. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, how like how how that happened? How long you guys date for? And uh, we've been together for six or seven years, maybe. Wow. Something. How'd you meet? Uh, through a friend. Okay, that's the best way to meet people. Yeah, through friends. I agree. Yeah, you don't want to do Tinder. And I approached it like, there's no way I'd ever date this girl. Yeah. And then I just fell in love with her. And was like, oh, nice. Nice. Nah, nah, That's it. Nah. I wish we had the dreamy but, music. What we, <laughs> we haven't used any of these. What do we got? Inappropriate. <laughs> 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 not that yeah, one. Not, not that, that one. one. Let's try this one. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was the most nervous I've ever been in my life. <laughs> not that I thought she would say no, but just how do you make it special and say the right thing? And yeah. Well, hey, congrats, you, you want to do this? Yeah, you want to. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's what I did yeah. <laughs> about that time. <laughs> and her dad, who I love her dad. I called him to ask him. He's yeah. like a, nice. he's from Texas. Tradition. He's like a, and he looks, or he sounds like, oh, what's that guy's name? He's in Big Lebowski. He does the voiceover. Sam something. Sam Elliott. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. He's got the cowboy voice. He, okay. His voice is like that. Exactly like that. Like real low, drawly cowboy sounding yeah and like you know we went to a movie once and he had to you know put his six shooter back in the car because he couldn't bring it <laughs> yeah. in like kind of dad yeah I, I, i'm not like a and he's a bounty hunter on his spare time so oh, he can, like, of course he is anything but like you know he was there and he helped me set it up but just Aww. wanting to do right by him too because yeah. i love him he's such a great man that's cool yeah Awesome. Well, yeah, congrats. I went a little off topic there, but uh, I just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we got a cowboy sit next to you. Yeah, right. I don't know if you saw we that. Changed hats. <laughs> Wardrobe change. Where's your six-shooter? Is it in the car? <laughs> <laughs> I rock a uh, Glock 43X with a 10. Oh, ten there round. you go. I do, too. Yeah. All right. Nice. <laughs> good but, time. I mean, he's he's a cowboy, so he he has a real oh, yeah. six-shooter. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to have mess around. I got that, too. I just don't carry that. <laughs> he's accurate. He doesn't need... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need all that crap. <laughs> 
Nice. Are you into firearms? <laughs> yeah, I am. Nice. Oh, all right. That's what I do. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> Pete works the range. I work at a range in Richfield. Nice. So, a lot awesome. of a lot of firearms, a lot of fun stuff. What's up, Adam? You're I making... was just pointing oh. where Richfield was. I don't really have any idea. Oh. I don't know which way we're facing at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> North. North. Yeah. I'm fa- well, I'm facing different I don't know where you. you're facing. <laughs> All right. Pete, you want to take the next one? Yeah, you got to just tell me which one we're on. Uh, bring back. Right there. Oh, yeah. The bring back one. Yeah. There's only one right answer here, in my opinion, but I'll let everybody else. Who would you back. bring back to life for one more album? And I know Adam's answer. Because Pantera is your Dying favorite band? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And Vinny. Oh, uh, we well, did yeah. a tour. It was Damn Things toured with Hell Yeah. Oh, they were good too. And uh, Vinny was so nice. And he did this insane thing where he played with, I don't remember what they were, but super thick sticks. And he'd play upside down so he'd hold the tip. But he had his drum tech just like take a box cutter and like, like put like, you know, a deep incision through the whole thing. Like, curly cue corkscrewed all the way up to the center of the thing he wore gloves so they they wouldn't slip really but if you held it with just bare hands it would destroy your hands jeez anyway rest in peace <laughs> i did yeah, yeah rest in peace uh, the Abbott brothers uh yeah he, he's one of my favorite drummers also i, I was fortunate enough to meet him once and yeah. uh, super nice super nice yeah but i remember it distinctly because that was super bowl year so in dallas Okay. And so, and he knew I was a Packers fan, and he's he was a, a Cowboys fan. Of course, Texas born. Yeah, right? and he was so like cool and gracious about it when because I was losing my mind, and I went. Oh. So I flew out to Dallas, and he was just like, "Hey, you know, give him hell, like good luck." <laughs> it was very cool. Uh, what bands would you uh, like to go on tour with that you haven't? I mean, Metallica. <laughs> oh yeah. You yeah. do that and simple. I is, will be there. Do you think that could happen in the future? Mm, probably not. Genre difference or yeah, I don't think they'd care. Yeah, <laughs> I think they. they hey. I think they get to pick who they take out, and I don't know that we're on their radar to take out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, hey, like, get. they got a lot of country and metal going on, like Five Finger yeah, Death that's Punch true, that's and true. all that. Like, you never know. Yeah, you go metal and pop. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, I guess for our genre, I feel like you know a big tour with my chem would be sick yeah and that would be awesome that'd be are, fun are they like back up and running like officially or they just do like reunion shows i don't know no yeah though no, they're they were i saw them at uh warp tour i don't remember what year it was but it was avenge sevenfold my chemical romance um after midnight project for some reason i remember them at that show but yeah my chemical romance was one of those bands that just showed up and all of a sudden you're like hey these guys are rad was it that year uh it was that 2005 that sounds about right yeah, that was the year that was the year. That was probably the mo- the moment. Oh yeah, that warp tour because we okay. were on like half of it, and I think Mike might have been on the entire thing. Okay, I-, I don't remember how it went, but we were both on it, and that was the moment where both of us just like, Shoop. if there Took was off. an overnight success moment, that was the moment because we were on TRL, and I remember when we got TRL. To one. TRL. Yeah. Wow. We got to number Rest one on warp tour. I think we were in Texas, and we went to. I don't know, maybe Hurricane Harbor there or something. Yeah. And it was just, I just remember going everyone and being like, number one, we're number one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, mean, I think I think some 41 was on 
that year too, if I if I remember correctly, because some forty one played in the amphitheater, and then My Chemical Romance played one of the two main stages on the outside, and then I think Avenged Sevenfold played the alternating stage because mm. there was like two of them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Avenged Sevenfold, like that's my yeah. All right, so Pete and I went to the Hellmega Tour 2021, and first time I saw Green Day, first time I saw Fall Out Boy, and we were front row in the mosh pit doing our thing. And as a producer, you you know you pay attention to things, and I remember, I believe it was the song Dance Dance, mm-hmm. and I don't know what, something went wrong, and you just jolted to the drum set, and it was almost like you were about to miss a beat, and you yes, just, I remember bah, that now. I do bah, remember that now. Yeah. And um, and I was like, that, that looked like something went wrong. So like, I think they just started the track sooner than I was ready or something. Yes. I mean, that was the show at Milwaukee Marcus Amphitheater yep. or whatever it's called. Yeah, American Family, whatever the fuck. Yeah, Miller yeah. Park. Yeah, Miller yeah. Park. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh lord. No, I know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> that. That was one of the worst shows I've ever played. Really? Like, I wanted to quit the band. I never. There's been two times in my life where I wanted to do that. The first one was on maybe Mania Tour where we had these stages that went up and down. Okay. And I had a drum solo on it. And like halfway through, bec- there was such a slapback that they wanted to uh, trigger my drums, which I don't do. I mean, I think the kick might be triggered to an extent, but okay. we never triggered the rest of them. Okay. And we didn't like, we didn't sound check it. They just got th- these triggers that they put on. And then we did the show and it was on like the whole kit. Horrendous. Tom's, Tom's yeah. snare yeah. kick. It was horrendous because they were too sensitive. So just Shh. the vibrations triggered it. Oh, so no. it was just like, Oh no. And I was, I wanted to quit then. I was so pissed because I didn't want to do it. And I was like, I don't think we need to do this. I think this is a mistake. I think this is going to blow up in our face and be embarrassing. And especially because we didn't sound check it. And they're oh, like, oh, it'll no. be fine, whatever. And it wasn't. It sucked. Uh, it was f- fucking horrible. So, so to clarify, what is a trigger? Because not everybody knows that. You, you explain. All right. A trigger, here's what a trigger is. So a trigger is when you play the actual snare drum it hits play on a sample and it triggers it based off the threshold. Is that? Yeah. That, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So based off of how loud that hit is. So if, if your snare drum hit is real soft, it won't open the gate. It won't trigger the trigger for the fake sample. But if you hit it louder, it'll boom, go. So what Andy was saying, he, the, the, the toms were vibrating, they were rattling and they were causing the trigger to go off. So the threshold was set really, really low and it was, you know, incorrect. Yeah. They were like uh, these triggers that were like taped on or something. I don't even know what they were. They weren't like the triggers that like are on the hoop and have a okay. thing that catch like, I, I don't know. Do they have they a really pad? I don't use them. Uh, I think. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. Either way, <laughs> yeah. so not that was the first one. And then the second one was that because that was a hometown show, which are usually the best shows ever. Yeah. Because they're like out-of-body experience shows, hometown shows are, even Chicago, because, you know, your parents are there, your family, your friends, like, it just means so much, especially playing for my mom. Like, I always play better and always am the best that I ever am. But this show, because we had the B-Rig, and this was a, a like, the platform that the, the drums were on, they, for that tour we newly added they uh like drilled the the stands to the floor really so that they could 
just like move it without having to break shit down. Gotcha. So just sure, move yeah. the whole platform. Yeah. And just then they roll just it. put the symbols on and stuff. Yeah. But so that I guess we never really checked the B rig because the right crash was literally in Mars. Like the first <laughs> hit, I missed it and I kept missing it all night. <laughs> you it were was like, so what the far f- away and they can't, he can't bring it in. My drum tech can't move it in because it's drilled to the drilled, ground. Yeah. So I, Yikes. I, I don't do that anymore because of that. Yeah. But well, so that started the show and then the rest of the show, there's just all sorts of problems. The, the bugs were insane. Like really, it just was like, it, it was disgusting. They were getting in my mouth. Oh, like, oh it sucked so bad. And, and I was just in my head. And then that happened. And I think that was the moment where I wanted to quit. <laughs> they like started early or something yeah. and I wasn't ready. So I had to run up to make it. Yeah. And you I was just you like, sprinted. It yeah. was a, it was legit a sprint. And like, I remember I, I texted you. I was and like, I made it. Yeah, you know, you made it. I was like, you didn't miss, miss a beat. And you're like, well, I think I might've missed the kick drum. I'm like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, at a hometown show, usually they're perfect shows. Yeah. And I don't need a perfect show, but like I want a perfect show. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm a music producer and I overanalyze shit. Like yeah. that's my job. Yeah. And to me, it seemed like a damn good show. And maybe, you. you know. But that was also added on later after the tour was already routed because we flew in from LA, which is why we had the B-Rig. Uh, and then we flew back to gotcha. LA. So we were tired. It was kind of a throw and go. Yeah. Like even though it was our stuff. An add on. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question about that show. Yeah. <clears throat> so Eric and I were right in the front and I waved at you and you didn't wave back. Because <laughs> your hat. I was like, I'm uh, not going to, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, you didn't have to show me. You could have just been like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's all right. I have a question. Totally, it's not. It's not for you. It's kind of for everybody. But are, are we making a count of how many times Eric says what he does and how good he does it? <laughs> oh we will. We should have a tally up here. Wish.com rockstar right here. Right. I got, I you, I got yeah. you in post. Don't worry. It'll be up there. I mean, I think a real answer is I don't really look. I can't look at the crowd, especially. I mean, that was like the first tour back from pandemic, and it took a week or two to feel like I knew how to play drums oh, fuck. and like be comfortable and not feel like, you know, what am I doing here? I don't know how to play anymore because it had been <laughs> yeah. so long. And so I think, and, and tours usually go like that anyway, they kind of start and then they, and I mean, we're usually a band that like now we have Wednesday to like Monday of rehearsal. Usually we have that and we're like two days in and we're like, oh, we're good. I think we got it. And these shows are, you know, the production, it's like a play. There's, you have to remember movements and like how, how things happen. Like there's a lot of stuff to remember. It's nerve wracking. So the first show is always a train wreck because we're lazy as fuck and we don't practice. <laughs> we don't like to practice. We, we like do it once and we, and we kind of did it. Okay. So we're like, oh, I think we're good. Oh man. So we're not doing that this time. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like when Hopefully. you have a bad rehearsal you, and you have a good first show or is it when you have a good rehearsal, you have a good first show? Cause with my band and when we practice in for the years, well, you're counting, aren't you? I look at, I look at handy J every time you do it. I, I do the old, Oh, we have a half-ass practice, and we're like, eh, then the show's good. We're like, eh, okay. I you think know. it's both. I think if there's a half-ass practice, usually the show is good. <laughs> and if there's a good practice, it's better. Okay. But, I mean, in reality, I think the first show of these tours where we're kind of half-assing it is always amazing because there's so much 
pressure and nerves that, sure. that you're just on edge. And then the second show is awful. <laughs> and then it takes a while to build up and then you kind of peak and it goes a little and then it dips and then I f like forget how to do simple things Aww. all the time and I'm like well, you know what is happening how do how, you know why am I here <laughs> and then it goes up again it usually ends on a high note that's good but that's awesome. how tours usually go yeah so we have a couple other guests here in the in the studio we have Gina and Paul from uh, would you kindly they're a band that I work with at Cherry Pit Studios, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Shout out. out. And um, when they first worked with me, Gina was like, uh, you know I'm a Fall Out Boy super fan. And, uh, and I said, well, if Andy's ever in town again, he stops by, I'll make sure I call you. So I invited Gina and Paul, and I want her to come and ask uh, Adam if you could swap out your seat. I want to. She has a question she'd like to ask Andy. Yeah, sure. All I'll right. leave. <laughs> right, just so you guys know, Eric's a producer. <laughs> These guys love giving me shit. I love it. Menominee <laughs> uh, Falls High School Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know. I know. Whammy winner. Right? Oh gosh. <laughs> no, oh, I, the no, he's part of the Grammys. I, I, get, I, I get to vote. He's a voter for the Grammys. Yeah. That's so it's a million like, other people. It's going to be yeah. a counter. It's going to be Eric gloating, and then one, two. Oh God. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, I love my friends. Hi. Hi. This is surreal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the question I wanted to ask, our band wrote a song called Why We Do It. And when we wrote it, we spent, I don't know, four or five hours just talking about why we make music, why we have crazy long practices and late night shows and why we're trying to do this thing in these cities that it's so hard to do. And so my question for you is, why do you do it? Why do you play drums and tour the world and make music? Like what drives you to do this crazy thing that, I mean, as musicians, we all just love. Yeah. Uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. That's a, you know, that's the biggest question of my life. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do since I was four and got that Metallica record, Ride the Lightning. Um, since I fell in love with Lars and Dave Lombardo and like always drummers that I loved on records. And I don't know, I feel like I'd be dead if it weren't for music. Like I would have killed myself or I just would have been into stupid shit and wouldn't have made it for whatever reason. I have an addictive personality, so that probably would have screwed me. Um, I met all my friends that I still have to this day from music. Um, it's, it's my true love, you know? Awesome. And I just, I love touring. I love, I want to tour until I die. I love playing shows. I love, you know, writing music with friends. I love recording. I love all the aspects of it, like seeing the world, getting to like see different cities. I, I'm not like a touristy guy in tour. I don't care about doing the touristy stuff. I will, and I always appreciate it when I do, like stop being lazy. But I just like walking around, finding, you know, food and coffee shops and places to kind of just naturally, organically kind of run into sure. and, and see a city that way. And it's just, it's so cool how it kind of shapes your life. Awesome. Jeannie, you want to take the last one too? Uh, sure. Um, so what, I mean, all that said, what's next for you and for all the bands that you're a part of, like what's, what's coming up? Well, we got this tour coming up so much for tour dust or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think is what it's called. Uh, and that is with, 
Bring Me the Horizon. And I think Alkaline Trio is playing the first few shows. Nice. Um, then I think Europe in October. Um, Australia at the end of the year. Japan, like a festival in August. Um, maybe Australia and Japan next year tour. Nice. Um, new sect record, hopefully later this year. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Yep. And I, and we haven't played since before the pandemic and, you know, we're just talking like we're not gonna really do anything until we have a record out. Um, so we'll probably play shows, but I mean, it's a busy year for FOB. So nice. That obviously comes first. Cool. But yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, Pete, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. I got one last question. Yeah. Chili. Oh, this oh, question. Beans oh boy. or no beans in your chili? There is a right answer. Well, Be I'm, careful. I'm vegan, so I, I got to have beans. Yeah. I can't have chili. That's the right answer. answer. That's the right, That's answer. The right answer. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to eat vegan chili. It still tastes good. Yes. So beans, yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Cool. I win. Are you going to ask him about the noodles? Uh, no, we're not going to go there. Okay. Noodles and chili or not? <laughs> no. Noodles and chili? Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. No, I, that's called goulash. I grew up with noodles in my chili. My dad used to make you, it like that. Up, I hate you I you grew goulash. up eating goulash. Yeah. I hated right it. <laughs> so. Anyway, thank Anyways. you so much for yes, 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 thank you so much coming, coming, so much for coming on. Yeah. Uh, this has been another fun filled episode of Triple B Nation Presents Bacon, Bacon Bits. We want to thank Andy for coming in. Uh, catch us on YouTube and anywhere else that you can listen, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and various platforms. Thank you for listening. Please give us a follow. Check out our website, triplebnation.com. I'm Sneaky Pete, along with... Rockstar. <clears throat> hold on. Along with... Wish.com Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> Andy J. Real Rockstar. Real Rockstar. Yeah. I'm Gina Marie. Hi, Gina. <laughs> hey, that's a good hashtag. Gina and, Marie. And the chief. And the chief. Chief's in the green room. No shots. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you guys. Thank you. See ya. Thank you. Thank you.